Hey everyone, welcome to a special review episode of Games Are Fun. Today we are giving our review for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. My name is Luke Armstrong and I'm your host. Joining me today for this review is my co-host Garrett Neely. How's it going Garrett? We missed you on last week's episode. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, thank you guys for covering for me last week and continuing the conversation. Just had some family stuff going on and needed the night to to handle some of that. So, uh, But I'm excited to be here today and ready to talk about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. We've been trying to get this episode <laughs> done for a couple weeks now and we finally found the time to do it. So I'm excited. Yeah, we mentioned, I think, I think we announced a tentative release date a couple weeks ago. Obviously, that's come and passed, and we were trying to do it the, the following week, and uh, it just, our scheduling wasn't really working out, and so this was the, the time that worked, and, you know, not too bad, considering, like, we're still in release month, and mm -hmm. there's a bit of a, I don't know, there's not a lot of games coming out, so I'm sure there's still people contemplating picking this up, and maybe sure. this review can help you make up your mind, so, mm -hmm. Yeah. This is going to be a fun episode. We're going to give our full review for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, our overall experiences with the game. And that's that's it. It's going to be probably a shorter episode in terms of our typical review episodes. I think every review episode we've done, which has only been a handful, uh, usually go quite a while mm -hmm. mostly because we got to talk about spoilers but obviously not not really much to spoil in this game um besides like uh, yeah like if uh, there's not really anything to spoil um mm -hmm. i was even thinking of secrets but there's a bit of uh a lot of that's online already so oh, it's yeah. like yeah yeah and i mean that's kind of what you know is the point of the Tony Hawk games, in my opinion, is exactly. just getting getting all the extra stuff that's not unlocked from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not too much of a spoiler. Exactly. Uh, before we get to all that, though, we do have a couple things we wanted to mention. Episodes of Games Are Fun release every single week. Each week, we get together to discuss the biggest topics in video game in the video game industry and give impressions on recent game releases. Games Are Fun is available on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much all your major podcast services out there. Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. If this is your first time checking out Games Are Fun, I encourage you to check out some of our other episodes. If you're interested in general game and news discussion, we typically only do game-specific reviews review episodes for you know major releases or games that the whole crew at games are fun is wanting to do a special episode for so you've picked a interesting spot to to start with our podcast but like i said if you want to know more on our takes of the gaming industry definitely tune in every week for for like i said general game discussion It'd be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen on. If you're one of the many listeners using Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review. If you're using any of the other services out there, please consider just hitting that subscribe button or follow button. We really appreciate that. One last note before we start. On last week's episode of Games Are Fun, for people who had listened to my housekeeping from the first part of the episode, I mentioned that we had no uh, new merch dropping on the Games Are Fun store September 28th. And unfortunately, we hit a snag with one of our listings. And so we could have put out the rest of the merch 
that there were no issues with and then have this one item kind of waiting to get fixed and I've, i just kind of made the decision that's like let's just all put it out there i think it's smarter because then we can kind of showcase all these new little designs that we worked on and yeah we're the issues being ironed out as we speak so there shouldn't be much of a delay but i just wanted to mention that because i publicly said september 28th was the date and that's no longer the case. So please, please stay tuned, man. I'm having a hard time (laughs) pronouncing my words. Um, I just got home from work, so it was a a long slog of paperwork today. So, (laughs) um, please stay tuned on our Twitter page at games are fun, because that's when we're going to announce the new date of when you can expect new merch to drop on our store, which is obviously a great time to talk about our store which is we have our own apparel and accessories over at gamesarefunpodcast.com we would we launched it i think about a month and a half ago and we've Mm -hmm. been able to sell some t-shirts some of you guys have picked up shirts stickers mugs we really appreciate everyone who has done that Um, but if you haven't checked it out yet it would be great if you could go over to the store and put Take, take a look at all the, the work we've done over there. We've put a lot of hard work into coming up with some original designs and stuff like that that kind of replicate our style. And uh, yeah, it's it, we have those new merch dropping, but we do have a bunch of t-shirts and stickers for you to check out over there. And you know, if you enjoy Games Are Fun, if you're one of those people that tune in every single week, maybe consider purchasing from our store because it's a great way to provide some financial support that goes back into the podcast you know making games are fun bigger and better with more content we do all this on our own time and we don't get paid for any of it so it'd be great to have some funds to kind of you know help fund future projects and stuff like that so yeah go check that out gamesarefunpodcast.com uh link to our store is in the episode description if you want to just do it that way so all right now that we got finished with all the the rigmarole here we're gonna go into our review so Garrett where I wanted to start is you know I've talked about it on the show before with you guys about how big of a fan of Tony Hawk games I were Mm -hmm. and I've talked a bit about but I thought it'd be fun to kind of give to hear you your experience with the Tony Hawk games I'll I'll share mine for people who haven't heard it before and then we can kind of start going into talking about the new game so sure where, where i wanted to start is asking you you know what's your history what games did you play were you a big fan of the series yeah so i uh the first game i played was the very first tony hawk on n64 of all places i think it's like probably the worst version <laughs> of that game um the music in the original tony hawk games on on uh n64 is like all I think it's all instrumental. They don't even have vocals on it. And it's just like 30 second loops of the song over and over again. So like, I didn't know what I was missing out on, but man, what a game, you know, Um, (laughs) there there had never been anything like it before. Um, So yeah, I played, played that one on the N64. Um, Tony Hawk two, I don't believe I ever owned, but I, my best friend had it on dreamcast and you know, I was over at his place every other weekend. So I played a lot of Tony Hawk two on dreamcast and then I believe I had three and four on GameCube, um, before I got my original Xbox. So, um, again, probably the weirdest console to play Tony Hawk on. It would be the GameCube, the controller. So, you know, different, but, um, 
yeah, uh, after that, I really got into the, the underground series on the original Xbox. Those were, um, probably, you know, nostalgia wise, my favorite games, just cause there was some, totally. such a variety of things to do. Uh, the online mode was really fun. Um, you got to make your own skater and, and kind of take him through this story. And I was really into like, you know, I was a teenager when these games came out. So yeah. really into like Jackass and wild boys. And so having like Steve-O and Bam Margera and Johnny Knoxville and all them in those games was, was a treat for me. Cause I mean, that's like all I watched back then. So, um, it was, you know, I was never like a huge skater myself, um, I was more into like rollerblading and I had like a razor scooter and that kind of deal. So, um, never really had my own skateboard back in the day. Um, but I would mess around with friends. My, one of my buddies actually had a a ramp in his backyard. I think Luke, you've mentioned that you had one as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we'd get back there and kind of mess around from time to time. So, um, I was very much, uh, on the fringe of the skate culture, but you know, listen to, to the music and, uh, was into the, you know, all the, the apparel, the, you know, element shirts and, uh, Etney's shoes and all, you know, that was my jam back <laughs> yeah, in the man. day. I was wearing all that stuff. So, um, yeah, as far as, uh, Tony Hawk from then on, I really didn't, I don't know if I played, uh, you know, I, I take that back. I played American Wasteland. Um, I believe that was the first one that was on 360. Yeah. And, uh, played a good bit of that when I rented it for a weekend and, and really just played it played the heck out of it over a weekend and kind of felt like it was starting to get to the point where like it was just the same game over and over again and um i don't think i touched another one after that until the i don't even remember what it was called the one that came out on 360 that was one and two levels from one and two yeah it was like the hd like remaster Mm -hmm. arcadey version yes Yeah. yeah played that wasn't a fan of it it was not not uh anywhere close to what we've gotten here with one plus two. So, um, yeah, never touched ride. Didn't get any into any of the plastic peripherals or any of that kind of (laughs) stuff. So, um, but yeah, I basically a fan of the, the old school games up through, through underground. And really the last one I touched was American wasteland. So, and then of course, and this isn't Tony Hawk, but that's about the time skate came out and and I got, got pretty into the skate games at that point. So yeah, skate kind of came in at that point in time and took over the conversation in right. skateboarding video games for sure. Yeah, I'm well, I'm glad to hear that you kind of have I I like it seems like the Tony Hawk audience for the video games are kind of like split up into categories like there's a a, a section of them that played the Pro Skater series and that's mm-hmm. kind of all the Tony Hawk games they played and then they kind of fell off after that Mm -hmm. or didn't really have much interest in underground going forward. And then you have some that were their first real introduction to the Tony Hawk games were underground, uh, you know, underground Two, wasteland, everything like that. And then you have like, I think where we put us as people that kind of grew up with both and have our favorites out of the bunch and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's been interesting hearing people talk about uh Tony Hawk, this new game and reminiscing so much about Pro Skater whereas yeah, I I was also in that category of really liking Underground Underground 2. I actually for whatever reason I bought uh, I don't know how many years were in between them, but I ended up buying Underground 2 first um hmm. and I I don't know why because I think like when I was a kid looking back at some of the games I played, I remember like I was this 
I was in this grade when I was playing mm. this game. And then I look at the release day. I'm like, well, that game is like kind of old. Like, it's funny when you <laughs> think that you're playing the hottest, newest items as a kid. But like your parents are buying you the discounted games or games mm. that have been, you know, out for a couple of years and aren't at full price. So, yeah, there's a lot of like weird. I like I didn't play the Tony Hawk games in order. My very first one was pro skater 2 for playstation Mm -hmm. and even that was it was dated at that point because i was born in the mid 90s right like i would have been (laughs) still a little toddler when the first games came out Mm -hmm. and you know i had gotten the ps2 and my parents basically the ps2 had just launched and so they were just buying us games for uh to play playstation 1 games that's where i played spyro that's and so that was kind of like my my gateway into the Tony Hawk series and yeah, pretty much I played all of them since then. Um, besides the, any of the ones with the peripherals, mm-hmm. I, I did play the one after wasteland was project eight. Don't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> there was one in there called proving grounds. Don't mm-hmm. recommend that one either. Although I think it was the last Neversoft one, if I'm not mistaken, before they like totally took a, like, Close never soft um and yeah i mean i just like i really like these games um which we'll we'll talk a lot of throughout the review but yeah they they mean a lot to to me personally because yeah i was into skateboarding i was quite young at the time of like when i was getting into it but anyone in born you know in the late 80s 90s like skate culture was was real like that's Mm -hmm. what was the definition of like being cool meant right like it was even if you didn't skateboard or didn't really have any interest in the sport in general you know you gravitated towards like the the culture behind it the music the apparel it was it was it's like a huge thing that um you know, it's it's interesting seeing it kind of have a resurgence, that especially the apparel side of it in mm-hmm. the last couple of years when I don't think there's as many people skateboarding. But yeah, that whole time period like really made me want to get into skateboarding, like not just like I, I really wanted skateboarding shoes and, and the brand name clothes and everything like that. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let me see what this is actually all about. And yeah, I started skateboarding for a while and I don't think I got super good. And it's been so long that if you gave me a board, like I couldn't, it'd probably take me like 10 times to land a kickflip again. <laughs> but like it's uh yeah, it was, it was definitely a huge part of my life and I love video games. I love skateboarding. So Tony Hawk, that was like the perfect pairing in my mind. And like from ages 10 to like, or even less than that, probably like ages eight to 15, that's really all I cared about. So yeah, nice. I, uh, I, I definitely have an appreciate for this game. So turning it back I, to you. Yeah. Before we move on, actually real quick, I got to yeah. give a shout out to Tony Hawk underground Two remix on the, PSP. on the PSP. Yes, man. What a game. Yeah. Man. It was like, it really was like a, like a remixed version of underground Two. It was not the same exact game. And so, 
um yeah i pl- i forgot about that completely until you started talking i was like i played more yeah. of that than maybe <laughs> any other game uh, yeah just because i could play it wherever i was and you know waiting for the bus after school or whatever so shout out real quick to, yeah. to remix that's a g- great game that you totally i totally forgot about remix <laughs> and now it like totally reminded me that that was my number one like psp game that i just yeah. like continuously played man yeah that was good because yeah you're right it was it was like the the one on ps2 and xbox and everything but it like it had additional levels i think like Mm -hmm. there was santa monica i think was a level that wasn't in the console version Mm -hmm. and i don't know if santa monica was like a classic level that they just put in but yeah like my mind is so having played the two games like for hundreds of hours probably i like there's certain moments or like changes that I'll be like, Oh, that's in that game. And then realizing it was actually the other one kind of thing. Right. But yeah. Yeah. The, what I was going to ask you was, um, now I forgot. Give give me a sec here and then I'll think, <laughs> no Oh yeah. The question I had, so you have all this history with Tony Hawk and so you didn't play pro skater five. Did you? I did not. No. Okay. You're lucky because it was yeah. atrocious. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a few reviews from people that I knew were, you know, fans, old school fans of the series and just, just trashed it. Yeah. Um, and even one guy like really, really gave it a chance, put like 30 hours into the game, like really trying to, to see if there was anything there. And it just <laughs> didn't, not. didn't, yeah. uh, didn't have anything nice to say about it. So yeah, never, never. I was hoping like if it would go on sale for like five bucks or something yeah. and I would pick it up, but I've never even seen it that low. So yeah, it like continued to be at the same price for such a long time, which I thought was crazy. I only played it cause I, I saw that it was bombing like review scores before it released. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, okay, maybe. And they, I would like watch the reviews and everything they were showing off was like, yeah, like I hate that. <laughs> like I do not, that does not sound good to me. So right. I waited and then it was like one of those games that I checked out of the library because it was flowing around. Otherwise, yeah, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have spent any money on it for sure. Um, because yeah, it was unfortunate because that game was kind of serving as, hey, this is like the resurgence of this huge video game franchise Mm -hmm. that was like 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 i said bigger than like it was it was at its prime in that console generation of ps2 and xbox and it's uh yeah it like disappeared the games got crappy they ended up giving all these peripherals with the boards and just giving us it just like it just went downhill hard right and Mm -hmm when they said pro skater, that was them showing like, okay, we're going back to the pro skater series that we haven't visited in a long time. This is like us coming back and giving what the fans, what they want. But they, I think they like thought they were doing that, but you know, there, there's a whole nother podcast and they're talking about why they failed at what they did. But ultimately it was a big, it was a big disappointment. And so it's funny. I guess what I wanted to ask you is like, with this announcement right earlier this mm-hmm. year from Jeff Keeley, what was your initial reaction to that? Because like, did you have any fear that they were just going to, you know, mess it up like they did five or did it look like a slam dunk from the get go? 
Yeah, honestly, I when I first just said it, I was super apprehensive. I was right. like, man, this they have not treated this IP well in a decade. And so, uh, fool me once, shame on me, or you fool me twice, shame on me, and they, they fooled us like 10 times now. So, um, yeah, I, I was not not uh, really that, that optimistic for it, but um, once I got to see a little bit more of the gameplay and then people started getting their hands on it and saying, like, no, it... it feels really really good and i was like okay you know i'm, I'm willing to give it a shot um and i'm i'm glad i did because it's a it's a great game so yeah i i just think that with uh any beloved series that's coming back it's it's always hard to like put your your full heart into it because yeah it's just so it's always hard a to gamble like, right yeah it's just so hard for anyone to nail like the feel of a game um without having been there working on the original. And I don't know if you know this, but is there a team of people that have worked on some of the older games that worked on this game? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I do know from like a development side of thing, they were using like the code from the Mm -hmm. actual previous games. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, always always really difficult to to nail the feel of an, an old game and yeah. make it feel good to play in in the modern sense and so yeah no i i really was apprehensive at first and i even said i think in our group chat like we already got this game on the xbox 360 and it was not good so right. like what are what are they doing but i've uh, been happily surprised so. <laughs> what about you did you did you think that it was going to turn out well yeah so it was hard for me not to have like an insane amount of excitement because I it's my most beloved video game franchise for sure. And Mm -hmm. I, yeah, like it's just too, the hype was too real for me to like, kind of to, I I wasn't until probably after I saw the trailer and really started to think about things. I think that's when I kind of, you know, I was concerned of like, okay, well, one of the big complaints about Pro Skater 5 was that the the physics just were don't feel the same, right? Like the mm-hmm. the physics engine that they came up with or you know, the engine the physics within the engine, sorry, were in, incredible. Like it they Neversoft went from developing like I don't know what the time timeline was, but they developed the first Spider-Man game on mm-hmm. PlayStation 1 and uh, so they took similar code to just do a uh, Tony Hawk game. And that was the biggest part of the games that felt good. And once Neversoft started, stopped developing them and Activision closed them, it was like the games didn't feel the same, right? They handed it over right. to a couple different developers. Sure, there could be some people that came over from Neversoft, but it, it was just like the direction that they were wanting to take the games was now geared towards younger kids. And mm-hmm. um, they totally ignored this whole audience that, you know, had supported them through so many years. And so once I started thinking about those things, I was like, you know, people were pretty vocal about the bad things that happened with five. Like it's, it doesn't take uh rocket science to figure out, that game like sucks right and it's like all over the internet um even if you never played it don't know anything about tony hawk games you probably heard the criticism that that game Mm -hmm. got right 
And so I think they saw that and knew that they knew that the the name of the the franchise will still sell, but they knew that they couldn't get away with <laughs> trying to cheese it anymore because I think if they did this, like it just would have been if it if it sucked like it it would have been bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I mean yeah it- you want to th- almost think like, is there ever any coming back from it? If this game didn't, yeah. didn't do well, because I mean, like I said, it's been probably 10 years since a good one came out before yeah. this. And so like at some point uh, enough bad games kind of sours the well and, and it takes a lot to, to gain that trust back. But for sure, uh, I think they're on the right path. So, yeah. And the, the reassurance that I had of like knowing vicarious visions was taking care of it and seeing what mm-hmm. they did with crash bandicoot was like really impressive so they had the reputation of handling remakes, you know, pretty well. And yeah, like I just, I wanted, I wanted, it looked great from the trailer. I just like, will it play good? That's all I need to know. And so that's really the mm-hmm. only thing I was holding my breath for um, before playing the game. So yeah, that's, I guess we can start going into talking about uh, some, we've given some, backstory let's get into some quick impressions of what we thought of the game so um yeah i'll just turn it over to you what what do you think of it you know where are you in in terms of progression and uh yeah do you have any like favorite specific moments of the game so far sure sure so um i have kind of just been jumping around from from tony hawk one back and forth with two um i decided to I guess I'll give my kind of uh, overall thoughts first before I kind of get into where I'm at. But I mean, the game is great. I, I don't think anyone would, would disagree with that. It's it, it feels better than you remember. Um, if you've not played a Tony Hawk game in a long time, I guarantee you're going to pick it up and you're, it's going to feel probably what you, what you think you remember. But if you actually go back, like I played Tony Hawk 2X, which is the original mm-hmm. Xbox version, probably two days before I got um, one plus two. And I was like, man, this game is so fun. I can't wait to try out the new one. And then when I put in one plus two and, and booted it up for the first time, I was like, this is better. Like this, this feels <laughs> more smooth. Yeah. It feels like the tricks are, you know, you don't have to actually like perfectly line everything up and, and, you know, you're able, you know, they, they brought some of the things from three and four into this game, like the, the reverts and able to level yourself out in midair so that you can land tricks that you kind of like get away from the ramp on and stuff like that. And all very welcome additions because that's the stuff that's missing in, in that old two X game that, mm-hmm. that makes it feel dated and makes it feel um, a little clunky. So when I put this in and realized like, Oh, they've, they've taken some stuff from later games and incorporated it backwards. I was like, okay, this is this is going to be good, and and that's really the, the the feeling that stuck with me the whole time is, man, this how is this this good? This is so good. It feels better than I really remember. So, um, yeah, like I was saying, I've been jumping back and forth for between one and two. I've not completed either one of them, and really, the way that I played these games as a kid was, I'm not very good at them. Um, I I. I'm really good at like the, the, the vert stuff and like, um, you know, just pulling off grabs and, and flips and stuff like that. But the grinding and the manualing, I cannot like the balance has just always been a, a problem for mm-hmm. me. So 
when I was a kid, I would just turn on the perfect balance for everything and went to town. And so, I mean, I don't know if I've ever actually legitimately completed one of these games without a cheat code. Um, but I was challenging myself this time to, to try to do that. So I haven't turned on the codes or anything yet. Um, and I've done a good majority. I think I'm like 67% of the way through one of them and about 75% of the way through the other one. So, oh, yeah. so you're pretty, yeah, good progress. Really mostly what I've got left is high score challenge, like the, the third tier of the high score challenge for, for most of the levels, um, minus the first couple ones that, that are pretty low. And then, um, a few of like the secret tapes and the harder to find like collectible things. Um, trying my best not to like use a guide, but um, I remember a lot of them from, from playing as a kid, but there's certain ones that, you know, some of the later levels that I didn't play as much um, that I'm like, I don't, I don't remember where this stuff is. And, you know, it, it does a great job before every level does a, the classic Tony Hawk thing of showing you like, Here's one of the uh, yeah, little collectibles, and then show. so you know what they look yeah. like, and you know where one is, and then you can kind of go explore from there. Yeah. Um, as far as um, the new challenges, so like Tony Hawk One, those levels only ever had five challenges per level. Is that is that right? Uh yeah, I think so. Back they definitely the have more with the remake. Right. Yes, I, I believe they added five, which is what two already had 10 per level, 10 right. challenges. Um, so yeah, they've got extra challenges um, there in Tony Hawk one. And so that's, that's awesome. Made that game feel a little more expansive and, and just gives you a little bit more to do in every level. And so that was awesome. Um, so that's, that's brand new content right there. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, like quick impression is just that, that the game is awesome. That's it's better than you actually even remember it probably. And um, I think if you've played a Tony Hawk game before, you'll definitely enjoy it. And if you've never played one before, this is the perfect place to start. So um, what did you think about it, Luke? I know that you've, you've enjoyed, enjoyed your time so far, but I'm, I'm interested to hear like, you know, where is it, is it perfect in your mind? I guess is my question. Yeah. So it's, I would say it's not perfect in my mind. There's definitely, I have some gripes, but overall, like, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was able to play through both Pro Skater 1 and 2, and I was able to 100% both of them, but it did take a little bit of grinding to get out a couple more, couple of those more challenging challenges in some of the different maps and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was kind of one of the... I had a, a similar kind of experience of when I started... Actually, because I, I kind of got exposure to this game about... A, a month prior to release with the pre pre-ordering it digitally and getting mm. access to the warehouse demo. That's and right. so I kind of was totally like, you know, like the, I, I had, I'd shaken off the rust already and was already kind of feeling the rhythm of the game and, and the combos and everything like that. So I, when the game actually released, I was like, okay, let's go to work kind of thing. And, right. um, you realize really quick, it's like, oh man, I forgot how many different levels there are and how big some of the levels can be compared to the, you know, the earlier ones that are quite small. And, mm -hmm. you know, then it's like, oh man, this game is actually a lot more challenging than I remembered it to be. So yeah, I, I used to always put on cheat codes as a kid, uh, just cause I was there for the experience and, you know, I, I wasn't really in it for the challenge. I was just in it right. for enjoyment and, you know, especially with the underground games, there was that 
the RPG kind of elements and there was a, mm-hmm. a storyline there and that I love that. That was like the funnest part of the game. And so, yeah, like it never was my focus to get high scores and rack up huge combos and any, everything like that. But I, uh, yeah, I really, really liked it overall. It, it just from the very beginning of when you're booting up the game and it kind of has this four by three with like the VHS kind of mm-hmm. filter over top of it. Um, cause the, every Tony Hawk game used to start with this skate montage of all the different pro skaters that are the roster in the game. And it was doing that and it did. And then it kind of like expands to like the, the 4k ultra high definition mm-hmm. era, right? 16 by nine, 4k resolution, um, which was really cool. Cause it was kind of like, it was kind of showing how time had changed as well. And it was cool seeing like some, the newer, and we'll talk a little bit about the characters after, but seeing the new and the old in, mm-hmm. in terms of the characters, the the soundtrack, I love that balance of, you know, paying homage to the the original and the fans that played the original, but also kind of introducing people to the game. They did a great job at creating tutorials and um, some, they, they, they no longer call them cheat codes, but adding some um, adaptability options in the menu so you can give perfect balance give perfect manual um all that stuff to make the game you know for those people that maybe haven't played it because yeah like i mindlessly am just pressing the tricks knowing because i've done them like it feels like millions of times Mm -hmm. at this point right and so but to a new person that can be a, a something that you need to learn for the first time so i thought they did a good job at kind of creating that and just yeah making it really welcoming to new players as well as just hitting so many points of like the gameplay, the physics, the soundtrack, the rosters, um, the visuals, the graphics, like everything was upgraded to a, to a respectable point. So yeah, overall really great game. Um, I think there's a lot of polish on it and they, Mm -hmm. uh, they were successful with this, this launch for sure. Definitely. So moving more into the the gameplay elements of it, we kind of talked a little bit there with uh, some of the additions that they added in the campaign mm-hmm. modes, right? We had, uh, they increased the overall objectives that you need to do in Pro Skater. And they, so there's brand new objectives on those maps that you didn't do in the original Pro Skater. What did you, what did you find of the objectives in general across both games? Uh, one and two did you find them to be fair or did you think there were some that were a little too unforgiving (laughs) yeah i mean that's kind of par for the course for tony hawk there's always a couple that are just like i don't know how you would figure out how to get up to some of these places unless you really really explored um like the secret tapes is really kind of the the one there is sometimes it's just like you can see it off in the distance and you're like man i don't know how do i get there (laughs) how do i get up there um so yeah, a lot of those are, are kind of difficult, and sometimes you just end up having to kind of really just spend a lot of time in the level or or resort to looking those up. But um, yeah, I feel like most of the challenges are you know across each level. I like that you're you're not doing a lot of different things, but they make sure that it's a different theme for every level. Like uh, you know, in some levels you're knocking over a street sign and other levels it's a barrel and some levels you're collecting a popcorn bucket and other levels it's like a ticket or you know various different things but they kind of try to make them similar to whatever 
the the theme of the level is mm-hmm. and that's that's always nice so i i did appreciate that um yeah i mean the as far as um the new challenges go i felt like they fit in perfectly they didn't feel like they were out of place or tacked on or anything like that it felt like what it would have been had they had just done that from the beginning so um yeah i, I thought it was you know like i said the the thing that that i struggle with the most is the high scores and the high combos and so as far as like the collectibles and stuff like that really no issue minus those secret tapes sometimes but um yeah the the high score stuff is where it really gets difficult and um can be really really tricky in the later levels definitely because as as you go on the the requirement gets higher and higher for each level and so yeah it gets gets really tricky and then also the i had kind of forgotten about these but the the skate competition levels, man, those can be tough. Yeah. Um, I, I have a bronze on every one of them that I've done so far and I've tried and tried and tried to get silver or gold on one or two of them. And I just, I'm having trouble with it. So, um, I know that in those modes, I think the bales, anytime you like don't land a trick is super uh, impactful against your score. So you really need to kind of nail like perfect runs in, in that mode. And so that's definitely something I'm not doing right now. Right. So, um, those are all. Those are pretty tricky, and the, the high score challenges are pretty tricky for me. But other than that, I feel like the the collectible stuff is all all pretty fair. Did you play with a creative skater? I messed or with it you? a little bit. Um, I didn't end up playing my career as a creative skater, though. Gotcha. No. Okay. Yeah. What I found really helpful because I was having the same issue with some of the the like because there's hot. Uh, I think it's like high score pro score six score or something Mm -hmm. like that and yeah some of those sick scores on the later levels are yeah like you said pretty challenging to get and so what i and what i did basically is i started playing the game as tony hawk and as i got stat points i would increase his kind of whatever um Mm -hmm. because basically each character those stat points are accessible so you could like go through every map get every stat point with tony hawk and max out his stats and then you could do the same with bob burnquist and so on and so forth and so what when i i started with tony and then i moved to my creative skater because that is one thing i wanted to mention that like the creative skater was like unnecessarily difficult to find (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it should have just been a tab on the menu but there's a button like I'm playing on PlayStation. Uh, it'd be why I guess probably on Xbox is mm-hmm. hitting triangle to change your character. And then that's where you see the four slots where you can build your skater or whatever. Yeah. And I was looking for a creative skater tab. So I kept looking and then finally until I saw triangle Tony Hawk, I'm like, Oh, this is the character select screen. I wonder if it's in there, but it just like, it literally took me like five minutes. I was looking through all sorts yeah. of menus and stuff. So yeah, it's always been on the menu before. So that's, yeah, that's a weird, weird place to stick it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, once I got my creative skater going, I was like, Oh my gosh, his stats are horrible. So what I did is I just kind of focused on getting the stat points on as many levels as I had available uh, across both games and then and i don't know if this is a kind of cheating way of doing it but yeah i basically maxed out i i put in the grind to do it and um i had basically played played as much as i could do normally and then as i kind of just maxed out those stat scores like things became way easier so like right that's the one thing that playing the demo was so weird to me is like i was so used to having maxed out stats that 
when I went to do a 720, it was like, oh my God, I can barely do a 540 mm-hmm. or 360. And it's like, why is that happening? And then I, once I totally put attention into like, I want, I want air. Like I know like the vert skating is where I can get rack up major points. Right. So I'm going to put that. And then it became easier. And I kind of saved the uh, skate park challenges till the end so that it was a lot mm. easier to get that gold medal with a fully stacked character as opposed right. to one that has probably lower stats than these AI computers. So Yeah, that's probably part of my problem because I think I put went after the first couple levels I played and threw some stat points on, but I don't think I've done it in a long time. So that's that's probably a little bit of my issue there yeah. now that you mention it. Yeah, it made the game feel a lot more like... It just felt easier, especially the mm-hmm. stuff that I was like hitting my head against a wall with. So, right. um, the one thing I wanted to talk about is uh, obviously a big change is kind of implementing this kind of in game currency, uh, towards, I guess, a, a combination of different things. So, mm-hmm. you basically get cash, um, when you do runs and, you can use the cash to buy apparel, clothing, boards, everything for your creative skater. And then you can also use it to buy pieces that you can use in create a park. And so I kind of understand the like meta game of like kind of collecting stuff to unlock stuff, but it kind of was a little annoying to me that they had some stuff behind the system right of like this in-game currency to to buy like especially the creative park like i'm not super into the building my own parks but i would be so irritated if i wanted to create this big park only to realize like oh my gosh i have to buy this all these individual pieces and then it's like well now i have to ration my money and it's just it's like just give me the creative freedom to just put all these crazy stuff you know what i mean like it just seemed Mm -hmm. weird that they kind of like i don't want to use the term paywall because we're, i'm not right. paying any real money but it like the in-game currency is is money so it that's the best way mm-hmm. to put it but i don't know yeah did, it, did that annoy you yeah i actually i haven't messed with the creative park at all to be honest i've tried in in past games and been really really bad at it so <laughs> i haven't really messed with it at all yet it is something i do want to check out so i didn't even know that actually that that they had done that and that's that's kind of bizarre because that's I mean, I understand with the the clothing and the skateboards and all sure. that. Like, that's just fun stuff to yeah, it's earn. All cosmetics. Uh, cosmetic, yeah. So, but when you're locking stuff like like part of the game away behind the rest of the game, that's kind of odd. I mean, in a way, I get what they're doing. They want to like extend the life of the game. Like, hey, if you really want to build a crazy cool skate park, you're gonna have to really really grind out this game to to get to that point. But that's just artificially lengthening the amount of time someone's going to play your game. You know, if you really want them to enjoy your game, let them play it the way they want to right. and, and build the park that they want to build. And, you know, maybe they'll sink hours and hours and hours into that creative park. But since you've locked things behind, uh, you know, having to earn the pieces of the park, you know, maybe they're going to move on from your game quicker than they would have. So mm. I don't know. That's a, that's kind of a catch 22 there. I don't really like it, but um, like I said, it's it's not going to be a super big deal for me just because I'm not uh, ever been super into that mode. Yeah. But uh, for those that are, yeah, I can definitely see that would be a huge annoyance. While we're on the topic, I'll say that I have checked out a handful of community 
created creative parks um kind of the ones that were like trending or i don't know how they had them categorized but Mm -hmm. the ones that were front and center for me to to choose i chose those ones and uh yeah people i gotta give credit because there were some really cool parks in there that probably took a lot of time to it's kind of like reminding me of playing dreams earlier this year and just Mm -hmm. like playing one dream and being like oh my gosh like or like knowing the process sorry rather rather this like you know building the building the dream and realizing how much work and time it takes to do it and just kind of be like okay this isn't for me and then coming across a dream that's just like oh my god this doesn't even look like it was made in this game like it's just next level so you know there it's whenever there's a, a mode like that with online capability of checking out people's creations like it just gives you that much more respect to these people that like you know once you when you know all the work that goes in into making a park like that so yeah i definitely recommend checking it out just as a fun way like just kind of like dreams right it's fun to just kind of cruise through the different Mm -hmm. creations and maybe come across one you like but yeah i the i didn't i played a little bit with the create a park builder myself uh in this new one to kind of just compare from the old ones and it's definitely Mm -hmm. gives you like there's a lot more options or it just seems more polished i guess right they've had a lot of time to kind of flush out that create a park mode and i think it there's a lot of tools that this is your disposal to begin with but just you know having that restriction there is just i don't know it's it's silly but yeah um next i wanted to talk about a little bit of the the pro skaters and i just thought it was really cool that they had all the original roster but they Mm -hmm. modeled them after their like present day selves right so it's 52 year old tony hawk or whatever (laughs) and uh that's really cool and then they added this whole new roster of current professional skateboarders that i saw there's at least three or four that I recognize, but mm-hmm. I've fallen so off of skateboarding that there's a lot that I didn't know there. Um, there's a transgender character, uh, mm-hmm. or sir, I shouldn't say character, but um, transgender, I, I can't skater. remember the, the name, skater, uh, in there. So giving representation to that is great. Like That's I thought great. that they did, they hit a couple couple notes with these this new roster, um, mm-hmm. which I, I really like to see. I don't know if there's any anything about that that stood out to you. Yeah, I actually, I just noticed that a lot of the the new, uh, you know, more modern skaters were female, which I thought was yeah, really awesome definitely. to see. Because in the original game, I believe Alyssa Steamer was the only one, only female in the game. Uh, I know later on there was uh, some more that were added in, but I believe in the original game there was yeah, just one female. So um, really cool to see a few more females added in. And yeah, um, as far as... Uh, as I go, I, I haven't watched skateboarding in a long time, probably been about 10 years since I really watched like the X games and that kind of stuff. But, uh, Nyjah Houston was coming up right around that time. He was probably like 18 or 19 years old. Uh, when I last was, was watching like X games and stuff. And so when I saw he was in the game, I was like, Oh, I remember this kid. He's so good. And, uh, so I actually have been playing the the career mode as, as Nyjah Houston. Cause I really wanted to play it with a new character and, uh, we're going to get a little technical here, but, so I'm right-handed, right? <laughs> but I ride a board 
goofy, which is how most left-handed people ride. I'm so the exact I, same as you. Are you really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, like when I went snowboarding, I was like, I cannot ride with my left foot in the front. That no, makes no sense to me. it feels weird, right? <laughs> so weird. Um, so yeah, I, I always typically gravitate towards the the skaters that ride goofy. And so Nyjah Houston uh, rides goofy. Um, and then my favorite from the older characters has always been Eric Costin. He was, uh, he was, uh, the guy that I always would run through the story and the campaigns with first. And, uh, again, because he was one of the few goofy writers in the game. So I kind of had a limited choice when I wanted to yeah. start the game with one of those guys, but those were always my, my favorite was, was Eric Costin. So, yeah. And he was, uh, I love the, there's not all of them made their way through every game, but it it, mm-hmm. it was cool seeing like the roster kind of always stay the same with Tony Hawk, Chad Muska, yep. uh, Bob Burnquist, um, Rodney Mullen, Eric Costin. Yep. Like those were all the kind of like OG skaters that, you know, were really big for the, what they kind of did in skateboarding. Right. They all had their own kind of stamp on, on the sport and stuff, which was really cool. So yeah, I loved that they, were able to to get mocap done for all these people um to come back and stuff because you never know right like if mm-hmm. one of them is kind of like hey I, like i don't want anything to do like i don't skateboard anymore i've changed my life completely i don't want anything to do with mm-hmm. that so it was cool to see that they were all on board and then yeah the addition um sorry i did want to mention leo baker is the name of uh the skater that i've was referencing earlier that mm. I didn't know the, their name. So yeah, really cool to have some more representation in the roster and you just like, it's like good on them. Um, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be commended because it feels like there's not enough. Like, I feel like the conversations are there of people like, you know, calling out when it isn't happening, but it still right. could be more where we could have more representation, especially like females um, and marginalized people in 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 video games it's just like mm-hmm. it's always seems to be white men <laughs> and it, uh, yeah like the especially skateboarding is so diverse and it's you know across so many different things just mm-hmm. wanted to really emphasize that that was a cool move that they did yeah. so they've always been been pretty pretty absolutely uh, good at that kind yeah. of thing as well you know you've had uh characters from all different uh you know races and, and yep. backgrounds um throughout the game so yeah it was it it was definitely something that had they not you know gone the next step forward would have been a little a little odd for the series but i was definitely happy to see it as well and i i know something else that we had talked about offline was that um the creative skater uh was very very uh just kind of open you just there's you don't pick a gender you don't pick a color you just pick a body pick and whatever the color of that body is that's what it is um I would have liked to see a little bit more customizability in that, but it was, it was very nice to just have it be so simple that like, this is, you know, there's, there's somebody here that's a, a somewhat of a representation of every, you know, every race, every color, that kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a, here's your default white male to start the to start the process. And if you want anything else, you have to go tweak that. Yeah. And that's how most character creators start. And so just kind of refreshing to see a little bit different approach to, to that mode. And I think we're going to start seeing that more in, uh, customized characters going forward of like, rather than having the, the male, female, you know, toggle of switch between the two and Mm -hmm. having the white male in the first slot on the left, gradually, 
getting darker skinned as we go towards the bottom. Like it's just, it's subtle things that maybe just written on paper don't really sound like a big deal, but they do make a big difference when, you know, and like you said, you notice that thing when you go on there and you, you kind of are like, Oh, that's really nice that they're doing that. So yeah, mm-hmm. the fact that they mixed all the, the heads didn't really have a gender that like, it doesn't matter. We're all skateboarding. We're all, um, just playing a video game and, mm-hmm. and here to have fun. So I, I liked that they, um, yeah, it, it was a great thing to see, especially from, uh, yeah, like a, a major title. Like I think mm-hmm. it's important that games like that are also doing that. So, yeah. Now, did you, before we get into kind of talking about a little bit of the visuals and the sound, did you have any favorite courses that you play that like that's your go-to of whenever you're playing free screen or doing split screen with a buddy yeah um really it's mostly just the ones that i have nostalgia for so probably honestly school two is probably one of my favorites yes. just because me and my my best friend growing up we would play that one on the dreamcast and um i don't remember if they changed how you get into the school to go skate in the bowl or the pool or whatever but um we always had a tough time figuring that out back in the day without looking it up. So that was like always one thing that we would do is just get in the school level and figure out how were we opening the doors to that? Yeah. Cause we would do it every once in a while randomly and be like, how, what is going on? The doors are open. Um, so that's probably the one that I have the most nostalgia for and, and just have, uh, you know, know every corner of that level, like the back of my hand. Um, you know, some of the later levels though, like, like Roswell and, and, um, skater heaven and stuff like that. Those are really cool. Um, just because there's such a variety of, um, you know, landscape and, and different, especially in skater heaven, different types of ramps and, uh, all that stuff. So yeah, those, those three would probably be my, my favorite go-tos. Yeah. I'll echo what you said about school too. I, I think school two greater than school from the first game. Oh, like easy, easy. it's, I, I just, I I enjoy it more. Um both of them kind of offer different things, but they yeah, like I I just school 2 is easily my favorite my favorite map. Um I I like oh, what let me pull up the list here so I know. Uh New York from the Pro Skater 2 was um always kind of a a favorite of mine. Um especially like kind of figuring out how to get onto the subway tracks and stuff like that and making your way over to the kind of like the section that's more closed off and you kind of have to Mm -hmm. work to get at. Um, was a really good one. Secret tapes hidden over there. Yeah, exactly. So you like really had like that one's a hard one to find. Um, I mean if I, it's funny cause each game kind of has comparable levels of like, obviously school versus school too, but even like right. warehouse to hangar hangar. Oh, like yeah. I loved hangar. Like I spent a lot of time just like playing that track over and mm-hmm. over. Cause it was like the first one. And, um, I also really liked from, I think the first game, which was the downhill jam, yeah. uh, dam level. And that's fun because it's a completely different kind of way to, to, to make a level right you're like mm-hmm. constantly going down towards the finish line then you just kind of restart it i guess mall is kind of like mall, that too mm-hmm. but um yeah th- those levels are fun where they're kind of 
pushing you to go and like that's obviously what spawned the downhill jam series but i don't want a whole game of that right like just sprinkle those levels in here and there as something different right um a break from the big map of having to like explore around and find stuff you know it's uh it's fun because it can turn into like okay can i get a perfect run like can i get these three things done on my first run Mm -hmm. before i have to go on my second lap or whatever and the verticality on those levels is is more yeah, than most definitely. any other level also because yeah. you you're working with one narrow lane down so that it provides a lot of uh you know stuff on the sides of the map to kind of try to climb up and down and that kind of stuff so yeah those are always awesome yeah for sure all right uh let's move on to talking a little bit about the the visuals and the sound design really i want to start off with the soundtrack because that's sure. obviously a huge thing for the tony hawk games i remember like even songs that I have on my Spotify today and listening to them when they come across, I'm like, I remember where I first heard that song and it was mm-hmm. on Tony Hawk pro skater or pro skater two or three or four, or even thug thug two. Like they're oh, like yeah. the games have always, always had great soundtracks. Like their collection of rap music, rock music, like of pretty much all, all different genres. Um, and but they all kind of like feel like they are p- part of like one collection that kind of works mm-hmm. together and yeah what did you think of the bringing back a lot pretty much like 90 percent of the original soundtracks as well as adding some new songs in yeah yeah i thought it was awesome um music has always been a huge huge part of this series so uh you know if they had done everything else perfectly but not been able to get the music like I don't know how I would have felt about that. I, I would probably still would have played the game, but uh, so much of this game is the culture and the the you know the vibe of everything. So not having the music there would have would have definitely been a, an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was awesome that they got the majority of the old tracks back. And what's really cool is I haven't really dug into a lot of the new stuff yet, and really like discovered like oh who is it that's actually singing this song right. or playing or whatever uh but it all just sounds like it fits mm-hmm. none of it's real i haven't found a single track so far that i'm like oh this isn't a tony hawk game that shouldn't be in this game right um it all sounds like it could have been in the game back in the day or um you know in a in a future game or something like that but yeah um not much else to say it just they the classic tracks of course you know anytime those come on I'm, i turn it up a little bit and just have to have to enjoy that the you know my favorites have always been uh like the the dead kennedys the yeah. rage against the machine kind of the punk and the the metal and rock tracks are always some of my favorites but um also really like a couple of the rap songs like um there's a song by a group called styles of beyond who actually are um everyone's familiar with fort minor which is mike shinoda from lincoln park but the uh, other rappers that he had with him on that album are styles of beyond and they have a song on this, on this soundtrack. So yeah, just a lot of really, really cool stuff. And so, um, to, to hear some of the new tracks that just, that felt like they could have been there from the start was, was really cool. And, um, I was worried about that when they announced that there was going to be a mixture of, of new and old. And so, um, yeah, no, no reason to worry. It was, uh, done very, very well. So yeah, definitely. There's, I was happy to see because in the demo they they didn't give you access to that whole soundtrack. They gave I think two originals and two new additions. 
I got to give a shout out to Billy Talent, which I know isn't everybody's cup of tea. And I'm sure there's lots of people that are unfamiliar with Billy Talent because they're kind of like a punk rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Canadian. And so like I, oh, they I were like that. growing up, they were along like alongside playing Tony Hawk skateboarding. I had my disc men cranking out Billy Talent on nice. like a pretty regular basis. So when I saw Billy Talent um, pop up on there, I was like, oh my gosh, like it was even more tr- crazy for me because of, you know, now in another part of my world is colliding with this mm-hmm. one. So yeah, I, I wanted to give a shout out to that. Not like my favorite Billy Talent song by any means, <laughs> but uh, yeah, really cool. And the one thing I did want to say about the soundtrack is the the actual playlist and like i remember from the previous games i don't know if it was until like later like underground or wasteland or whatever but i remember going into the options and being able to uh pull up a whole playlist now i think you can actually check off certain songs that or check Mm -hmm. certain songs that you want but I don't know, maybe like I couldn't figure out a way of like pulling up a list and going to a specific song that I wanted to play. I had to like, like go through them all manually. Right. I think there, I don't know if there's a way while you're like in game, but I I think in the menu, you can, you can like go to the music section and start playing a track, but yeah, during the game, you can click the right stick and that'll skip the track. Uh, and play whatever the next track up yeah. is, but yeah, that you know that'll get old. you'll waste your whole yeah. Two like you're just trying that. to get to one song, and it's like, and then you yeah. miss it, and you're like, oh, now I gotta go through them all again. Or it'd whatever. be nice <laughs> if you could just like hold the right stick, and it would pause the game, bring yeah. up the music menu, and then select your track from yeah. there. I think that like it's really nitpicky, but like just it would be like a little a little extra thing that they could have been put in there because it's like you have all this points of the soundtrack. It would mm-hmm. be cool to kind of like because I, I used to do that with the early like i i love all the songs fit but yeah there's some songs that i'm like mm, i don't want to hear this one i'm playing this game for hours or i don't want to hear right, this song right. seven times so right. i'm gonna check this one off and just check my favorites and so it's like i have my own personal playlist of songs i want to listen to while i'm playing so mm-hmm. uh i know you can do that in theory but yeah, the being able to just change on the fly or pull that up, go straight to a song that I'm feeling yeah. like listening to while I'm in game would be cool. Yeah, that would be nice. So yeah, there's no denying that the soundtrack is a key part to the games and they definitely checked off making sure that it was was up to snuff with this mm-hmm. release. The visuals were really impressive. Obviously in that first trailer they were trying to you know, sell the now in like 4k or whatever ultra high Mm -hmm. definition but yeah like everything is super crisp the lighting in the game is oh it's great it's really good like the the dark levels the or sorry the more rather the nighttime levels feel like they're actually night Mm -hmm. um where and or i the night i will say in the previous games because everything kind of had this shadowy dark effect of like preloading the stuff in the background everything mm-hmm. kind of felt darker and so mm-hmm. it's cool being able to see like the bright sun in some of these maps like the lighting in venice is incredible um oh, yeah. even the warehouse demo right of having that light shining through the warehouse windows it, like it's realistic it doesn't seem ar- artificial um yeah and everything from there like i loved seeing the 
the changes that they made with the different levels, right? Like of making the the mall look kind of abandoned and broken down and just adding mm-hmm. new textures or just kind of creating a different like tone to the levels by changing those textures on the walls. Like it felt yeah. like real places, not like, oh, here's a bunch of buildings and we put quarter pipes and half pipes everywhere. Like it felt more realistic of like a realistic location, you know, aside from everything kind of being having a ramp on it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. I loved that. Um, everything felt like it was intact as it should be, but everything also had that fresh coat of paint. So nothing felt like it was like altered to a level that was like, uh, you know, displeasing, but, um, yeah, like you said, with like the mall, like updating that to be like an abandoned mall. Cause I mean, think about it, the half the malls in North America are probably abandoned at this point. They're, yeah. they're, they're on their way out. So in 2020 for there to be a live, lively thriving mall would, would not make much sense. So that was a really cool nod. Um, yeah, I just thought they did a, a, a great job with the visuals. I honestly don't need that much out of a Tony Hawk game usually yeah. uh, it's 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 all about the gameplay, <laughs> gameplay so yeah. it's completely bonus uh for me but yeah I, I, what you said about Venice the sun on that level is just intense like mm-hmm. it, you really feel like you're like at the beach on that one um and yeah the the warehouse when whenever i think about the warehouse level in my mind it's like this dimly lit like almost candle lit like orangey lighting in that place and so for it to like actually look like realistic in this game was a nice change in my head because i always just think back to that level and think like how like bad the lighting was back in the day on that one but yeah yeah, um really not not too much to say there's i haven't really noticed anything that looked out of place or bad or you know a low res texture or anything like that it's it's everything looks great um really nothing nothing to complain about in, in terms of visuals in my opinion yeah it they definitely put a lot of work into making sure the game looked great and this was one thing that I, from the first trailer you could see that it had polish and they put a lot of mm-hmm. attention towards making sure it looked good but when you have like i said that track record of what they did with crash bandicoot insane trilogy like i i just knew that we were going to have that same of like oh man this game looks so good it's bringing an old game into the modern age with these new graphics and uh visuals and yeah they overall didn't uh didn't fail Mm -hmm. so before we get to kind of our closing let's talk a little bit about some of our dislikes i don't have too many i know we've kind of mentioned some of them throughout there were there any thing Anything that you dislike that you haven't mentioned yet? Um, not that I can really think of. Um, I haven't actually. Obviously, I haven't completed any of the campaigns, but I know that the, a lot of the uh, the not a lot, but a couple of the old secret characters are not in this game. Uh, like Spider Man specifically is not in the game. Um, that's a that's a nitpicky thing. That was mm-hmm. going to be a really tough thing for them to secure licensing for. So I don't blame them for not you know trying to do that. And maybe they did try. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just just a couple of those kind of little little things like that that I would have liked to seen. Uh, um, I don't remember was Darth Maul in one or two or was that later? Uh, I think on? it was three. He was three. In. Okay, yeah. three is probably the one of the original like the first four that I put the most time into. So. Um, I would love to see like a, a DLC pack or yeah. a three plus four game down the line um, just so I can reconnect with those games. But yeah, I mean, 
really there's not a whole lot to to nitpick on my part as far as dislikes um i really i think that they're the the one thing i'll say is they have this new we haven't even really touched on this but this new kind of like experience system and kind of like these other like oh, challenges yeah, totally that kind of just they kind of just live in the menu really and there's yeah. not a whole lot going on with them uh, i would have liked there to be something a little more substantial you know a reason to try to drive towards those i guess that's kind of where you get some of the money yeah and you can unlock you know the boards and outfits and that kind of stuff but it would have been nice if there was a couple, maybe a couple more secret characters that you earned through completing specific, the uh, you know challenges or achievements, uh, and it's stuff like nail Eric Costin's signature grind or stuff right. like that. Um, so I would have liked to see those have a little bit more focus. They feel a little bit tacked on, in my opinion. But um, I mean, it's just extra stuff to do, so it's not really something to complain about or a dislike. It's just. Um, not something that I'm going to really focus on ever trying to complete. I don't think so. Yeah. I think the reason why it was put in there is it was almost like they realized like, okay, well (laughs) games back in the day, like didn't have a lot to them. And then obviously they had to fill it out with some more objectives, even even pro skater, the first one. And they were, they're probably like, well, if we just had this, that's not going to be enough. But yeah, they could have put, the, the extra content in a different way that, like you said, didn't feel tacked on and didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was just this afterthought of like, oh, here's something for completionists and uh, people that want to keep playing the game after they, they beat it. Right. But yeah, I, I didn't really care for any of that stuff either. I really you only grind for it if you want the cosmetics or if you're the creative park stuff like the, the in-game currency. I beat both campaigns and just haven't played since because um i'll probably if my, my friend comes over we could definitely you know pull up some local split screen and stuff but it uh yeah like i had my I had my time with it and that's about it i had i uh yeah uh talking about my dislikes I, I pretty much mentioned them the the really they're not big dislikes either they're just nitpicky things like you said garrett that's just you know don't really break the game in any sort of way the game's really solid Mm -hmm. on its own but if we want it to be like pristine perfect you know there's a couple things that could be changed or whatever and um but at the end of the day do those things make me not want to play the game absolutely not right like they're just Mm -hmm. little minor annoyances that come up only when at that specific time when i'm wanting something to work a certain way but yeah, I do. I do wish that they had a little bit more of like secret characters because that was always the fun part of the old games. Mm-hmm. Like, I even remember going up to Underground Two. You could play as Shrek, which was like that's right, hilarious. Um, you know, and they, I think Underground Two had a lot of side characters. You could play as Gene Simmons in Underground, uh-huh. uh, Spider Man, Darth Maul. They also had like a bunch of side characters that like were like fictional characters mm-hmm. that weren't from an IP that were really cool. Like obviously we have the return of officer Dick from mm-hmm. the first games. Um, Jack black. That's really cool. We, we haven't yeah. mentioned that yet. Um, that's cool that they, they, I, I think I saw something online of them hanging out. And so when yeah, I, I saw that, when those rumors started flowing, I was like, Oh yeah, it's for sure. Like, <laughs> and then sure enough, but, um, and then there's like an alien, where if you find all these little alien plushies across mm. both games, you unlock an alien. And then I got like the Peralta bones, uh, like skeleton guy, 
because right. I pre-ordered the game or whatever, I guess. And that's it. That, as far as we know, like that's all mm-hmm. that's in there. But like it would have been cool just to like put in a couple more characters, you know. But, For sure. Even if it was a couple more like of their own original created characters. Yeah, like uh, Eric know, Sparrow silly. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would have yeah. loved to see some of that, but yeah. uh, it you know it is what it is, and hopefully they'll hear that, and when they do uh, three plus four, or if there's a DLC or something yeah. like that, we can hopefully look forward to a few more characters for sure. All right, well, let's go into kind of our conclusion. I want to, I, you know, I always contemplate doing these things, but for a game like Tony Hawk, I feel like it's okay to put a score on, you know, mm-hmm. Last of Us or those really heavy narrative games. Those are where it's you know. Oh, it's more subjective, so it's a sure. lot more difficult to score. But I do want to ask you, like, if you could rate it out of ten, where would you put it? Yeah, I mean, if I'm taking the price into account with this, yeah. uh, you know, this is a forty dollar game, so the amount of content you're getting and just how fun it is, and really, you know, as you guys have heard, we don't really have that many nitpicks or, or dislikes with this game. I mean. I got to go like nine, 9.5, somewhere in there. I mean, it's, it's a great game. There's no reason uh, not to pick it up. If you've ever had any interest in, in playing a Tony Hawk game, this is a great place to start. If you've played Tony Hawk before and you're kind of disenfranchised with it at this point, like, like many of us are uh, again, great place to, to hop back in. So yeah, I think I'd probably, probably leave it at like a nine just because there is a little room for improvement with like a couple of uh, you know, things more things to unlock a couple of uh you know those those extra challenges maybe having a little bit more meaning behind them i think that kind of stuff would have would have gone a long way to just maybe increase the replayability a little bit because like you said you've you've beaten the two two story modes campaigns and you're probably probably done with it at this point i don't think i'll be any different for me i have no reason to go back with every character and do that whole thing so um yeah just i think i think it's a solid nine is is where i would land on it yeah, overall, really enjoyed it. I mean, that's clear from everything that I've mentioned. I I will just like state that I loved the the introductory of like new players and also respecting old. Like, I think they handled this remake perfectly mm-hmm. because, like you said, Garrett, the when a remake comes out, like it's so difficult because you're trying to like create a game that's going to sell in the modern world into a new audience, but also you know, to, to respect the people that really like this game and supported this game or franchise growing up. And I think they just did it perfectly. Like they, they really made sure that they, you know, dotted their eyes, crossed the T's that everything was going to fit in that overall kind of objective that they had. And, you know, across every levels, whether it was the skaters, the levels themselves, the soundtrack, like, they, the physics, they all made sure that all the complaints we gave them for Pro Skater 5, you know, we made sure that they they were fixed. And yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what this could do for this series. And if it does, you know, if it is DLC, that would be awesome. I would love maybe 3 and 4. I would love remakes of like Underground, Underground 2, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be cool if they could just like come up with a brand new Tony Hawk game that maybe kind of combines pro skater elements with um the rpg elements of underground you know and Mm -hmm. and create a really good game um that caters to both of the tony hawk audience i think like we've opened the door to that now and yeah i think 
for a forty dollar game, like they probably sold a lot of copies, and yeah, I think they'll continue to sell copies uh, come Christmas time. And you know, if this Definitely. got a, I don't know from a technical perspective how it would work, but if this came to Switch, like that would be great, right? Like mm-hmm. having Tony Hawk. Uh, that was the joke with the Tony Hawk DS games or the <laughs> the Game Boy games or whatever. Like Remix was the only one in my mind that like replicated that console experience. So mm-hmm. that would be something that they could do. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's an overall really solid game. I don't have a lot of issues with it. Um, I stopped playing it sooner than I thought I was going to, but overall really great experience i would also give it a nine out of ten because those those little nitpicky things you know that's where the point gets dropped otherwise you know it's definitely one of my favorite games i've played this year hands down Mm -hmm. awesome well i guess do you have anything else you wanted to add or are we no we're good i think we're good go play this game yeah definitely go check it out so Thank you guys so much for checking out this special episode of Games Are Fun. It would mean the world to us if you could retweet slash share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. You know, we're always welcoming new listeners into the show. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Games Are Fun Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Games Are Fun Pod. And uh, we have a new Instagram account called at Games Are Fun Merch. We're just kind of starting off of those things um I'm, megan's actually going to be helping me with the instagram front and having using that platform a little bit more because i feel like there's an audience there that we uh could cater to that we're not so um yeah please go give us a follow on both of those pages also be sure to join our discord server we have conversations over there on the daily everything from video games food to fantasy football and lots of other topics There's a whole group of people over there that are chatting over there and we'd love for you to come over and chat with us. So just go over to invite.gg slash games are fun to join. You can also just check this show's description. There's a link right, right to the discord server there. All right, Garrett, thank you so much for joining me on this review. I really appreciated it. Uh, It was great to hear, hear your perspectives on it and have someone who, who cares about these games as much as I do. For sure. Uh, Where can people find you? I am on Twitter at LP Panther. Awesome. You can follow me at Luke Allen Arm. This has been a special episode of the Games Are Fun podcast. We will have another regular episode, hopefully, uh, scheduled for later this week. So thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you all later. 